Okay, let's get into Pasha's Re'e, Tav Shin Ayin Hey. Scheduling note, this will be the last shear from Cam Kaley for the summer. Next week there won't be a, a shear uploaded. We'll have to listen to the archives of Pasha Shoftim next week. And then in two weeks, Be'ezus Hashem, we will be up and running again from Beit Shemesh, Pasha's Kisei Tzei. That'll be in uh, two weeks' time, Be'ez Hashem. Okay, but now we have Pasha's Re'e, Tav Shin Ayin Hey. And we start off with the first word, Re'e, to see what does a person have to see? Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe in source number one. What does see reflect? <laughs> see that I am placing before you today a blessing and a curse, a bracha and a klala. What is the Torah demanding from us just to see instead of most of the time, as we have mentioned a number of times over the past couple of weeks, that the chizuk and the musr that Moshe Rabbeinu gives Am Yisrael throughout this sefer, most of the time it starts off with the word Shema. Shema Yisrael, it says a number of times, Shema, listen, listen, what does Hashem ask of you? Listen this, listen that. All of a sudden we have, right at the beginning of Parak test, Shema Yisrael, Atayah Overas Yardain. Many, and then, of course, Shema Yisrael Hashem Alakenu, the first parsha of Kriyashma. Throughout, we have Shema. All of a sudden, we have Re'eh. What is Re'eh meant to emphasize? Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe, there are really three reasons why we would do mitzvos. Three reasons. What would motivate a person to observe the mitzvos? Broadly speaking, he writes on line six, observance of the precepts of Judaism could fall into one of three categories. Why do we do the mitzvos? Number one, we do the mitzvos because we have to. Plain obedience. At this level, a person is willing to observe the mitzvahs because he's aware of a higher authority. HaKadosh Baruch Hu told me to, and this is what I have to do. I might not be happy about it. I might not appreciate why I do it, but I have to do it. And that's also a level. You know, Rahman al-Islam, there are many people who aren't even on that level of, fine, I'll do it because I have to. Right, but that's a level doing it because we realize HaKadosh Baruch Hu exists. We are Makabel O Malchus Shemayim, and we do it, number one. Number two is because... I appreciate, I understand, and I appreciate it intellectually. A higher level is where a person not only observes the mitzvos out of realizing HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the mitzvah, but he also has an intellectual appreciation of the importance of observing mitzvos. And I understand, right, the concept of scharva onesh, I understand there's something in it for me, I understand, it's all about understand, understand. That's level number two. Not just because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to, but I realize there's something in it for me. Ratz HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yisrael. But then the highest level is not just when I do it because I have to or because I understand, but because I see and I, re- and, I, and I realize, not just understand, but I realize that this is my life. I see it. It's a reality. At this level, he writes on the right side, one does not merely appreciate the value of keeping the Torah's precepts. One sees it. The necessity and positive results of absorbing the mitzvahs become as clear and self-evident as seeing a physical object with one's eyes. I don't just trust and I don't just understand, but I see the truth in front of me, and that is obviously the ultimate level that we try to reach, seeing the spiritual reality as if it is just as clear to us as the physical reality. Right, like Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai told his Talmudim on his deathbed, in Mesechus Brachos, that you, tell us something, tell us the last last message. So what does he say? Your Mora Shamayim should be like the Mora you have for Basar Vadam. And they say that's it, he says Halavai. Halavai, we should have our spiritual reality should be just as much uh, real to us 
as our physical reality, and that's the word re'eh. To see that is the goal that we have to do. It spiritually empowers every Jew to reach, see, I am giving to you today, a bracha and a klala. So that's the goal. That's the goal that we have to be here, be involved. A bracha and a klala. Also related to the first word of the parsha is an Eben Ezra that we have mentioned in past years. The Eben Ezra says re'eh is Lashon Yachid. Right? It doesn't say uh, plural. It switches to Lashon Rabim. Lifnechem hayom. But Re'eh is Lashon Yachid. And the Eben Ezra says, Re'eh for every individual, every specific person, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is talking to. So there are two opposite ideas that we can uh, suggest based on the based on the Eben Ezra, that is, L'Kol Yachid V'Yachid. The first is found in Rabbi Pliskin Sefer, Go Through Torah, where he discusses something that we all know, but we just have to review it and internalize it every every so often. Moshe Rabbeinu was speaking to all of Am Yisrael. He starts off with Re'eh, this parsha. We have to listen, each and every one of us. When someone is delivering a lecture or giving a class, it's easy to think he's speaking to someone else. They really need to hear this. right? He's not talking to me. The goal of any Musr Shmuz and the effect and the success of anything we hear is if we relate it to ourselves. The way to grow from lectures and classes is to view the words of the speaker as if they were directed only to you. Try it out. The next time, says Rai Pliskin, that we're in an audience, he's speaking to me. That's the goal of what we have to. And we know there are great stories that we have mentioned in the past of great Gedolim who always related what they heard or what they read to themselves. And he quotes an amazing story. He says, he quotes a, uh, a friend of his was visiting relatives in a certain city far away. And he goes and he was going to give us a guest shear. And he asked the rabbi, you know, what should I talk about? What topic? And I always said, any topic you want. Don't worry about it. He's like, what do you mean? Any topic? Well, I could, I could, I could touch on some topics are somewhat uh, more uh, sensitive. He says, don't worry. The whole shul is a bunch of Yenemites. He says, Yenemites? I've heard of Yemenites. I've never heard of Yenemites. He says, Yenemites. After you speak, they're going to say, ah, oh, he was talking to Yenems. He was talking to the other people there. They were Yenemites. So whatever you do, you know, that's the that was the uh, situation. So that's what we have to realize. We can't be Yenemites, right? We, have to, we might be Yemenites. But uh, never shall we be Yenemites saying that the lecturer is speaking to Yenim, speaking to the other people. You know, we have to try to relate everything we can to ourselves. Re'eh, Lashen Yachid, speaking, L'Kol Yachid Yachid, says the Eben Ezra. That's on the one hand. But then there's another idea related to the Re'eh, and this is from the Osir Satora. The Osir Satora. See, on the bottom he quotes, uh, he starts quoting, but we're going to go to the next, uh, top of the next page. And he quotes a story also there from the Chafetz Chaim. The Chafetz Chaim was once, towards the end of his life, he was already in his 90s, he was invited to go to the Aguda Convention of the time, or some uh, get-together, and Rav Chaim Ozer, the Godzal Ador, also the Posek Ador from Vilna, the Achiezer, told him, asked him, begged him to come to Vilna to give Chizuk, to give Chizuk about, the, it was about Taras Mishpacha, whatever it was about. The Chafetz Chaim wasn't sure, go, not go. His family told him not to go. Rav Chaim Ozer asked me to go. Okay, so I'll go. The family was very nervous. They know it's all difficult. And maybe we could appreciate the story even more. Now that a few months ago the video of the Chafetz Chaim came out, we could see him walking. So now we could see he was, uh, you know, we could picture this story in our minds. 
Maybe that's why video was created, so we can see the Chavetz Chaim for 10 seconds. It was very, very dangerous. The Chavetz Chaim says, I'm going. I'm going. I know it's difficult. He gets up. He can barely walk to the door. His family sees he's having difficulty. He's leaning on the walls. But they see he's not taking no for an answer. So they help him, and he gets to Vilna. Line 14, They gave him tremendous covet. He speaks to thousands of people, 6,000 men, 6,000 women. Tremendous gathering that he was able to be mechazik. 17, In the afternoon on Shabbos, oh, see, he was having a Kabbalah upon him. Different people came to him, and there was an elderly man that came to the Chavetz Chaim and spoke to him in Amuna, and the, and the Zakin said, he says, Rebbe, he says, you are unbelievable. You gave me such chizuk. You gave me such chizuk. I am so happy that you came. You made a difference in my life. He leaves. The Chavetz Chaim turns to his family and says, it was worth it to come for that one Jew. To come across the world to inspire one Jew is worthwhile all the way. Even to inspire one. From both sides of the desk. As learners, as students, we have to relate it, whatever we hear to ourselves, and not be Yenemites. relates to us, and as teachers, and as mashpiim, if we can inspire even one person, even one listener, dayenu, that already is enough, bringing one person closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even more than that is unbelievable, but even one by one, even inspiring one Jew, the Chavetz Chaim says, it was worth it to come across the world. It wasn't across the world then, but uh, it was to cr- come across countries to be able to to inspire. So there were A on both sides of the desk. Okay, moving right along. So now we have Parakud Beis. We spent some time on the first word. Parakud Beis. Lasos. These are the chukim and the mishpatim that you have to guard. In the land that Hashem gave you, just in case we forgot the centrality of Eretz Yisrael, in every single parsha in Sefer Dvarim, it is emphasized again and again the centrality of Eretz Yisrael. And then we have pasuk base. Abed ta'abdun as kolamikomos asher avdu shamagayim destroy all of the places. That the, that the Goyim, the other nations, worship the Vodazara, Asher Atem Yoshimo Samaselo Hehem, you are Yarshining their gods, Al Hearim Haramim, Al Gavaos, Vesachas Goes Ranan, all the places, all the idols that you could find, the Gemara talks about the actual mountains, it's Mukhubar Lakarka, the Kianasarit, but either way, Avodazara, destroy them. Vinitatsem is Mizbechosam, and destroy their Mizbechos, Vishibartem is Matsevosem, and break and smash. Shibartem es matzevosam their matzevas v'asheirem tisrevan v'eish burn their uh, their uh, idolatrous trees ufisile elohem tegadeyon cut off their pesel v'ibadtem es shemam menamakamahu destroy blot out the, their name from that place from Eretz Yisrael next pasuk losasun kein l'Hashem alokechem but don't do this to Hashem what does that mean don't do what to Hashem it's not clear. Destroy Avodazara, blot them out, cut them, burn them. Don't do this to God. So what are we talking about? Don't do what to God? Says Rashi. Lo Sasun came. 
Dover Acher, Vinitatemis Mizbechosam, Vibatemeshamam, Lo Sasun Kane. Don't do this, says the Rashi in the name of Rabbi Ishmael. We have to destroy the idolatrous altars. Mizbechos. So what? There's a Havamina that we would destroy our own Mizbech. No, don't. Don't destroy the Mizbech. Why would I think I would destroy the Mizbech? The deposit has to tell me, don't destroy the Mizbech. Ella. So there are two other Pshatim given in Rashi. Either don't. Fascinating suggestion, which is not our focus now, but let's just read it. If we act inappropriately, if we do Averos, we will lead to Chorban, which would destroy the Mizbeach. So that's what it's saying. Don't do Averos, which would destroy the Mizbeach. Right? Indirectly. One shot. But what's the other shot? Azhara Hashem. It's an Azhara for erasing God's name. Destroy all the Avodazara, but don't destroy Lashem Alokechem. What's Lashem Alokechem? Hashem's name. Don't destroy Hashem's name. That's the Rashi in the name of the Medrash. As the Chanukah Torah, the Rebbe Reb Heschel, in his sharp way, as he always does. So, how did that answer the question? What's the Medrash? What? You might have a Havamina that you need that Bresol would destroy them as Bayach? Oh, can't be. So what is it? It's an Asara to destroy God's name. So what's the Havamina to destroy God's name? It's the same thing, the same problem. Why would we ever destroy Ms. Bayach? Why would we ever destroy Hashem's name? So what's the Havamina? So Vyesh Lafari says the Chanukah Satora. Dehine Yadua, it's known. Delekashum Isser Dein Kenegdo Heter. And he quotes the Gemara in Chulin, which describes for every Isser out there, there's a Hetter that's parallel. He doesn't quote the Gemara, but we know there's the Isser of Ashes Ach, and there's the Hetter of Yibum. There's Ashes Ish, there's Grusha Bachaye Habal. There is pig, and there's a fish that tastes like pig. Well, back and forth. And that's why the Gemara there in Messiah's Chulin was wondering, you know, Basabachalov, oh, the udders of a cow. Right, that tastes like basar b'chalav. So, what's the message of that Gemara? Why is there something mutter that always is similar to something aser? V'hatam humishum explains the Chanukah Satora da Amrinan al Yomar Adam Efshi b'vesar chazir rak Efshi avalatora asarta. We know Chazal tell us it's most of us, and maybe it's not even an ideal to be on the level of oh, I don't even want that iser. In Spicerni Surah, at least, I can have a taiva for something, but I have to overcome. I'm not going to do it because Hashem told me not to. That's why Hashem gives us an inkling. He gives us something much that's parallel to something that's asur. So we know what the isser is or tastes like, and then we would have a taiva for it and then control ourselves and not get involved. If we wouldn't know at all what an isser tastes like, or what it's like, so then, of course, I'm not going to want it because I never tasted it. Aval line 16. Something that's totally disgusting and out of my world, I've never had it, so I'm never going to have a taiva for it. So that is the yesod of that Gemara in Chulin. The reason there are parallel heterim is because those give a taste to Jews, Memela, they would get schar and able to overcome and not violate the Avera. See, he says, now I, ha- I know the Havamina. Why would there be a Havamina of Mechikas Hashem 
even though there's no Havamina of, of Shviras Mizbeach. We never have a parallel mitzvah of destroying part of the Beis HaMikdash. So there's no Havamina for that. Ah, Mechikas Hashem, we do that once. We do erase Hashem's name. It's even a mitzvah. Part of the mitzvah, as we know, of Sota. Writing Hashem's name on a cloth and erasing it in the water. So he says, maybe that's why. If we've done it once, maybe we would think that it's not so off-limits. There's no heter by Sota, and that's why it, uh, the Torah has to come along and say, don't do that. That's the Hanukkah Satorah. Good, moving right along. Paragud Beis, let's get back to the Psukim. The Torah tells us the Pesukim that we're up to. Ki imel hamakom asher yifchar Hashem alokeichem mikol shiftechem lasum eshemosham. To the place that Hashem will choose. Asher yifchar Hashem alokeichem. We're going to go to Pesuk, uh, source number six in a minute. One... <coughs> Hashem doesn't say the name of the place. We'll get to that, Brother Hashem, in a couple of minutes too. But Hashem says, to the place that I will choose, Asher Yivchar Hashem Elokechem Mikol Shivteichem. Vaveisim Shom, we should bring there, or Loseichem, Vesivchechem, obviously referring to you to uh, a certain place where we are, a destiny that we are going to go. And in that place, we will be able to bring Karbanas. What is Pasuke referring to? Kimalamakam Asher Yivchar. That place, Loshechro Sidrushu of Asashama, Rashi, Zemishkan Shiloh. That's referring to Shiloh, where the Mishkan was for 369 years. Shiloh. Let's continue reading a few psukim. After we say, the Torah describes all of the karbanos. Fine. That is the first uh, stage. Then we skip to Pasik Yud and Yud Aleph. You will pass through the Yardin on the 10th of Nisan. In a couple of months from now, Moshe Rabbeinu is telling them, Moshe is not going to make it. He's going to die in Zion Adar. And you will live in the land that Hashem is giving you. And he will give you rest from all of your enemies. And you live in security. Shama taviyu es asher anochi mitzaveschem, and again the karbanos. Olosechem v'zevchechem asrosechem u'shumasiyatchem. What's Pesukim Aleph talking about? Yerushalayim, Beis Hamikdash. So Moshe Rabbeinu is going through the entire history here. First you're going to go, and you're going to go into Eretz Yisrael. You're going to build a mishkan, and then obviously that's after the Yardin also. It's not saying the Yardin is going to be in the middle, and the Yardin, and then ultimately you will build the Beis Hamikdash. Twice, Rav Solveitchik points out. We have the Lashon of Asher Yivchar, Bechira, Chosen. Right, we have it again in Pasuk Hey, Hamakam Asher Yivchar. And here in Pasuk Yud Aleph, we have again Hamakam Asher Yivchar. What does Bechira mean? Chosenness. What is that emphasizing? Says Rav Salvesha, quoted here in Miprini Arav from Rav Shachter in source number six. Klomar, line six, source six, line six. Klomar, de'inyan bechira gidro ze v'lo acher. Chosenness means this in contrast to anything else. That's what chosenness means. U bechira b'derek klal mashma'a olamit. And generally, chosenness is eternal. It's not just this to the exclusion of others, 
but it's also eternal. Lefichach, that is why by Yerushalayim, it was chosen and there's no heter after, even it was nechrav. Beshilo, Shilo was only partial. That was the only one. Shilo, Rakhaisa Bechira Lachatsoyin. Shekos Macha Ayamishkan Shilo Kayam, Hayanoe Gisurbamos. As when Shilo was up, there was an Isser, because at the time, it was chosen. And that's what the Pasuk says. The Pasuk in our Parsha says Shilo was Nivchar. Vahaisa Shama Bechinas Bechira Shel Zevalo Acher. Avalohaisa Shama Bechinas. But it wasn't eternal because once Shlilo was destroyed, so then it no longer um, was no longer was chosen ultimately until the Beis Hamikdash. And we have the idea of chosenness of bechira in other contexts as well. Bechira means chosen means different. It has inherent kedusha. But we have that also. That's the question that the Taz asks, and a number of the Mefarshim ask. In Arachayim, right, Rav Salvation quoted this, it's quoted in source number six, related to the issue of the brachos in the morning. Why are the brachos in the morning negative? Shalosani Goy, Shalosani Avich, Shalosani Isha, why are those in the negative? Just say Shalosani blank. Right, so you might say you want to emphasize each level. We want to emphasize each level. Each one of them has to do with more mitzvot that we are obligated in. That's ultimately what it means. Shalosani Goy, Avich, and Isha. Why? What, what's the message of that? There's this, the same Kedusha Yisrael between a man and a woman. What does Shlomo Asana Isha mean? So the Mepharshim explained, it has to do with a man, thanks to Baruch Hu for being Mechayev him in more mitzvot. Right? And we recognize uh, that, that feat. And then we move up. So if we would just say Shasan Ish, then you wouldn't be able to emphasize each step. Okay, that is, that is one idea. But suggests Rev Salvechik, again, turning over on top, Shlomo Asana is emphasizing the chosen nature. Chosen doesn't only mean more Kedusha. Shloasani Isha. Shloasani Ovid. It's not in terms of Kedusha, but it means in contrast to others. In contrast to others. Like under a Chuppah, Rav Salvechik's custom, of emphasizing Yichud Edim. You are the Edim to the exclusion. Right? You might say that comes from Bechirat Libo. The one, the chosen, they have chosen, the Chazakala have chosen each other to eternally be together. Right? And that's to the exclusion of others. That's around Edim. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm merely mixing, uh, two different ideas, but a marriage is like that between us and Kaddish Baruch Hu. We are the, uh, Bechiras Yisrael. And there, the, uh, idea of, of separating Edim, Bimiachet Edim, against others. Against emphasizing the Bechira, the Bechira nature. And not only do we have it there, we have it also in one other context as well. Sword line number 16. Uh, I'm sorry, I skipped. Va'ayin Mishnah Buri talks about the line number seven. He quotes Rabbi Kiva Eger. Rabbi Kiva Eger writes that on a Daraisa level, he thinks that you could be Yotze Kiddush when you come home and say, Good Shabbos. Yotze Kiddush, you said Good Shabbos. Says the Reb Salvechik and others, um, not so sure. Others say that you didn't mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and you have to mention that. But Reb Salvechik thought that also you might not be Yotze because you have to emphasize how Shabbos is different than everything else. You have to emphasize that this is a chosen day. This is different. And that's the Rambam. The Rambam in Sefer HaMitzvot writes, line 12, Tzrichem lahazkir kedushas hayom ma'alaso v'hibadlo mishar hayam makot v'mimenu v'habayim acharav. Remember, the Rambam Shita is, is that both Kiddush and Havdalah are Daraisa. We cordon off Shabbos. It's a different day. Different from what's before, different from what's after. That's the chosen nature, excuse me, of Shabbos. 
And also we have another example, line 16, the mitzvah of Sipriyas Mitzrayim, the mitzvah of declaring this night as different. The Rambam's lush, it isn't quoted here, but the Rambam, we mentioned this in Agodashir, Manishtana Halaylazeh, the Rambam does not have Manishtana as a question. The Rambam has Manishtana as a statement, because the Rambam writes, Vekana ben Shoel, here the son asks, and then he says, Omer hakore Manishtana, as if to say, Ma, wow, like Marabu Asach Hashem. How different is this night? And then we go into detail how different the night is because this is a chosen night. And the way you emphasize chosen is is that it is different than others around it. And that's exactly what the Rambam says here by Sibriti Yes Mitzrayim. Mitzvah Zatzei Shal Torah, L'Saper, B'Nisan, Neflosh, Shenasla, V'Sinim, Mitzrayim, B'Lel, Tesvav, B'Nisan. On this night, that's what we focus exclusively on this night. We throw in Kriyas Yamsav a little bit, but that's not the emphasis. It's the chosenness, the yichud. So it's the uniqueness of the night of Pesach. It's the uniqueness of the day of Shabbos. It's the uniqueness of man. It is the uniqueness of Yerushalayim and Shiloh. That is what Bechira, Bechira Samako means. Again, usually it's eternal. By Shiloh it was not uh, because... Uh, we weren't we weren't Zoha, or even if uh, we would have been Zoha, Shiva was not meant to be the destiny. Okay, one other point though, fascinating question that maybe we've been bothered by before. Nowhere in the text does it say the name of the place. It doesn't say Shiloh, but it also does not say Yerushalayim. We know the first place Yerushalayim is mentioned in Tanakh is Yeshua Paragud. That's the first place. We have Yer and Shalem earlier, but that doesn't count. The word Yerushalayim does not appear in the Torah. And asks, Rabbi Tzion Fehrer, Hegyonah Torah, source number eight, why not? Why didn't Hashem just tell him? Why didn't he tell him that he's going to Yerushalayim? David HaMelech would have had a much easier time. We know that David HaMelech was confused. The Kamar tells us in Zvachim that he was going to build it on, he, he, he thought that Ein Itim, another place near, that's where the base of Elish was going to be built, that was the tallest place in the area. He didn't know. Baruch says, no, between the shoulders, it's not supposed to be the highest point, it's going to be uh, a little bit lower. So David HaMelech didn't even know where the base of Elish was going to be built. So, why didn't Hashem make it simple? Why didn't Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu tell Am Yisrael where they were going to go? That's the Shiloh. And it, just in case we, oh, Hashem didn't mention any place. He didn't want to confuse them. I'm not going to give you any information, names now, because you're going to forget them. Right? Sometimes we don't want to give too much information. But Hashem gave information. Hargrizim and Arevo. Hashem mentioned the names of mountains, you know, in a couple of parshias from now. Right? So why? Yerushalayim, he left out. Hargrizim and Arevo, he could say. Says the Hegyona Shaltorah. This isn't the first time we have such an idea. That the name of the place is left out. We know this from at least two other times. Lama Sasma Torah, line three. Why not? And if you want to say, well, maybe the place wasn't chosen yet. Maybe Hashem didn't decide yet. The place that I'll choose. That's not true. Ain't Zenachon. Yeah, we know the Rambam tells us in Hilchas in Hilchas Beis Abachira, line six, Hamizbeach Bekoma Muchuvan Biyoser. The exact spot where the Mizbeach was going to be is very, very Meduyak. Vein Mishanan Osomim Koma LaOlam. You can never change it. Right, that's one of the reasons. One of the reasons that even if, let's say, we would be able to build politically the Beis Hamikdash Bizmanazeh, many different problems. You know, let's say every all the Arabs left, and we can build the Beis Hamikdash. So, we will still have problems. One of them is, we need a Navi to tell us where the Mizbeach is exactly supposed to be. We need a Navi for that. 
right? You have to the Amishanin. Shenemar Zem is Bach Yisrael. We know the Rama Paskins, you can bring Karbanis even without a base of Mikdash. We still have problems because we don't know where the Mizbeach is. And the Rambam says there, In that exact spot was Akedas Yitzchak. Right, the same, same place. That's where it was. Umisores piyada kol. Shabamakam shabanabo dovr shlomam isbeach. Begor and aravna. Hu amakom shabanabo avraham emisbeach. Vaachar alav yitzchak. Hu amakam shabanabo noach. Kishiyatsam and ateva. It's the same spot. Akeda. Ya avraham. And yitzchak. And kayin. And hevel. And adam. Goes back pretty early that this spot became very special. Ubo hikriv adam arishon. Karban. Kishanivra. Umisham nivra. He gave a carbon. That's one of the Ramban's rayas that carbonos can't just be anti avodazara Well, when Adam was born, he brought a carbon. There was no avodazara in the world then. What's he bringing carbonos for? So, parenthetical. So, Misham Nivra. So, we see that the, that, that spot is already unique and chosen. Shahari Shikfar. Bibriyas Adam Arishon. No Adam Akamazeh. Already, but from the time of Adam Arishon, this spot was Miyuad, was destined to be the Mizbeach for the Beis HaMikdash. So again, we come back to the question, why isn't it mentioned? Why don't we say it like the Torah says, the other places, and he quotes, Harizim and Arebel, he even quotes that from earlier in Perek uh, Yud Aleph, in the beginning of our Parsha. You don't even have to look then, uh, later on. Beginning of our Parsha, I'm sorry, the first Aliyah. Harizim and Harebel. And we might add, just to throw in, the other two places where the place was not mentioned, and that, of course, is to Avram Avinu, talking about the Akedah, the place where the Akedah was supposed to be. Hashem didn't tell him. And, as we know, Lech Lecha, making Aliyah as well. Hashem does not tell us that already. Rashi brings up, in the name of Chazal, I'll show you. Trust me. I'll show you. And also by the Akedah. First time love is mentioned in the Torah, right there, as Yitzchak. Bring him up for an Ola, and again does not mention the place. So why is it in all these places? Says the Hagyona Shal Torah, second column on top. Efshar Lomar. It's possible to say as follows. Again, Chazal also say, maybe you want to give him schar for every psiu psia, but Chazal is another idea. F Shalomar he says Shaha Alamas Shemakom Sheye Ase Mikudash Baatid Lifneha Maisa Shiyasa Osolo Mikudash not saying the name before what is going to be done in that place will be done Baalimnoa Tauspitfisa Senu Hayunit. It's to make sure that we don't have a misimpression. Lomar Ain Baolam Mikomos Mikudashim Ubilti Mikudashim Meetsam Brias Haolam. There is no place that is inherently holy until someone did something holy there. Hashem says to Avram, go. Go do the Akedah. Go Avram, go, go that there to Israel. It's because Avraham did the Akedah there. It's because Adam and Noah and they all sacrificed there, that's what sanctified the place. Even by Avraham, it was already done by some earlier, but to emphasize that point, that there's no inherent Kedusha, except HaKadosh Baruch, who is the only. He is HaMakom.
That's why Hashem is called Hamakom. He's the only one. That's called the place. Because he is Mamali Makom Shalom. But there's no other place in the world that has inherent Kedusha unless it was imbued with Kedusha based on Maisa Adam. Chaluka Zushal Mikomos Mikudashim Ubilti Mikudashim Kamoa Ketchikas Ragli Ashkinam and Amakomos Habilti Mikudashim Kaviyacho. What does that mean? In Yesh Mekomos Mikudashim Yoser, if there are more sanctified places, Harizerak Bishamaisa Bene Adam Shenasabam Bishahafach Osam La Kodesh is because we made them Kodesh. Har Hamoria Hafachli Osmachim Mekudash. Why? Har Hamoria. Once there was an Akedah there, that made it right. You could say Hashem knew that this would happen. Rabbi Nodah Gemarim Sachim, also in the Dharm, tell us that the seven things that were created before the world was created. And one of them is Yerushalayim. So, okay, Yerushalayim Shamala, but says the, or Beis HaMikdash, right, where it's going to be. So, one could say Hashem knew. But either way, the Kedusha was, was imbued Based on the ma'isim of a person, didn't have any ma'ila. Hashem says, "Go to that mountain." Avram would think that that mountain is already special. No, 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 Avram, your actions are making it special. You are being makadishit. You are imbuing it with more kedusha and more kedusha. Am Yisrael here at the end of the Torah doesn't say, yes, Avram Ravid already did it. But when you conquer and you build a palace there and you build a base of Mikdash there, that itself will add. Mitam Zeh, line 15. That's also why. Lech Lecha. Lo Amar Hashem Avraham Shema Shel Haaretz B'Shas Lech Lecha Kedesh Avram Yeda Shein Eretz Kanan Mukudesh is B'Kol Haaretzos El Eretz Yisrael Mukudesh is B'Kol Haaretzos Eretz Canaan does not have Kedusha. Eretz Yisrael has Kedusha. Because Am Yisrael were Moser Nefesh, and they came in, and at the, the end of their journey, that's Mekadishit. And that's also related to Yerushalayim. Once Am Yisrael treat Yerushalayim with Kedusha, and we Kachik Kalim and Amaiser Shani, it started with Adam. But the more we put into it through our actions, the more that the, sanct- the more sanctified it becomes. And that's the message of not saying it because it's up to you. It's up to you, Am Yisrael, to be able to be Makadish, that area. I'm not telling you, go there, as if there, we don't have to do anything to it. No. We have to make sure that we have the attitude that it's up to us, it's in our hands. Okay. Moving right along. Right, unlike, he just adds on the top of the next page in Source 9, Hargrizim and Arevo, they already have the status beforehand. You know, Hashem's going to say some curses to this mountain and brachos to that mountain, right? But Israel don't do anything to create Targrizim and Haraval. They're there. They're just, they're already there. So that's why Hashem could say those names because that's, there's no danger there. Israel do not have to create anything for that. Okay, source number 10. Moving right along, Parag Yudalad. Parag Yudalad, Pasuk Aleph. We have the phrase, Banim Atem, Hashem Elokeichem. You are children of Hashem. So this is this uh, thought is required reading for any teacher, for any parent, but uh, for anybody involved in uh, with children. Story. Pam Nechnasti B'Shabbos Kodesh Darkei Musa writes the Rav from Petach Tikva writes that one time he walked into the house of Rav Moshe Rosenstein, Mashkiach of Yeshivas Lamsha. 
For Raisi, and I saw he was giving a, a Bechina to a young child. And I asked him, whose child is this? Whose kid is this? And he whispered, who yelled Shalakadish Barakhu. Tashem's child. Vehevinbi, Shani Mispale Pella. Shlonali Shalasi. I asked you a simple question. Just tell me, whose kid is it? And you tell me it's a kid, it's a child of Hashem? What is that, uh, what is that helping me? Vehim Shekh Va'amar, and he continued and said, What? If I would have told you whose kid it is, how would you, what would you view? Ilo Aisi Omelacha, Shu Yelach al Chayim Oshmeru, Haisi Odem Yu Ayelad. What if I would have told you the specific name? Then you would know. You would know the kishkas of this boy. But now you don't know. Oh, you would have known beforehand. Gisha kazos leyalde Yisrael tzrichalios lerashishiva lemora lemachanech lemadrich. Anyone who's involved, banim atem lashem alokechem. Anyone who's involved has to realize that every child is a child of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Yes, there's a list. We take the attendance. But really, it's our children or really his children. Just like we have to realize that Hashem is in front of me. Right, if we know we have some, if a, a special kid in our class, if we know that this, this child's parents, ooh, I better make sure I give him special attention. I better make sure that he get, they're gonna come to parent teacher. They're gonna wanna know, I'm gonna be able, wanna be able to look them in the face and, and make sure that I can say I did my best with this child. Kodesh Parachu is coming to parent teacher conferences. Kodesh Barachu's children, that's how we have to look. That'll maybe give us a little extra patience. Right? If we think that they're going to give us a big tip at the end of the year, a big uh, Hanukkah gift, maybe we'll put it in a little extra effort. Kodesh Baruch is going to give us an extra tip. We have to realize that. Right? And he quotes the Gemara Masechah's Erevin about Rebbe Preda. Rebbe Preda, the famous story, Shalom Adimo, Dabar Echad, Dalad Meos Pamim, every day. Every day, Rabbi Preda learned with a student, whatever he taught him, 400 times. For, until he understood. So sometimes, you read a Gemara, the word, the number 400 in Shah sometimes just means a lot. Shouldn't be taken literally. This Gemara, though, sounds pretty literal, because the Gemara then doubles it. The Gemara then says, there was one day that Rabbi Preda said to his class, you know what, I'm just going to have to leave right after class, so, you know, just uh, I, I just got to get through the material, and then I got to go. And after 400 times, the kid still didn't get it. And Rabbi Breda asked him, I don't understand. Usually after the 400th time, you're good. Why didn't you understand it this time? So the student says, I've been a little bit uneasy because I know you're leaving right afterwards. So that's why the first 400 times didn't work. Rabbi Breda says, you know what? I'm not leaving. Let's do it again. And he teaches it to him another 400 times. Says the Gemara, until he understood it. And at that moment, the Baskel goes out from Shemayim and asks Rabbi Breda, what do you want? Do you want Olam? Do you want to have Arichas Yamim? Or do you want to have everybody in your generation going to Olam Haba? Right? It's up to you because you had such amazing patience. So he says, everybody in my generation going to Olam Haba. And the, the Baskal says, because you said that, you're going to get both. You're going to get both. That's Rabbi Preda. Ask the Darki Musser. How is it possible for a Rebbe to have such patience? Even a parent. As a parent, we can't have such patience. Hasavlanas Hazos Rabbi Preda Lotuvan. If you know it's God's child, then, you know, you give him all the time in the world. 
If you're learning with the boss's child, so we're going to have patience. As we have to realize, and we have to take it seriously. And then he quotes a number of other amazing stories, and maybe not even stories, just little, really feelings how we're supposed to react. He quotes a story of the Sabbath from Slabatka. If he sees a child, a student in his yeshiva wasn't doing well, what did he do? He screamed at him. Or he, 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 what, he, he threatened him. Or you know what he did? He fasted for him. He fasted because he wanted him to be matzliach in his limud. Daven for him. We have to realize, those are the Yiladim Ketanim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Needs us to have that attitude. And then he quotes Hayomer. He quotes from Rabbi Chaska Levenstein. Who's going to be able when Mashiach comes and we have all those, those, those major Shiurim? Who's going to be Zohar to be the Rebbe? Who's going to be able to give Shiur on all of those Shiurim? He says, only, buddy, only somebody with a lot of Zachuyos. One of them is patience. One of them is to have the attitude of I'm teaching a Kaddish Baruch Hu's children. He has to realize that that is the connection that we have to he have to we have to uh, that we have to have. Just related to this as well, if you turn the page to look at Repinkus and the Tefer Shimshon on this pasuk as well. If Pincus says, we have to realize that we are children of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He says, remember the mission in Pirkei Avos in the third parak, beginning of source number 11. It is so beloved and amazing that we are created in the Selim Elohim. Right, and it's a tremendously, it's very special that we are, it's known to us that we were created in his image. And then the Mishnah says, Chaviv, quoting our, our uh, Pasuk, Chaviv and Yisrael Shenikru Banim Lamakom. It's wonderful and amazing that we are called children of Hashem. Chiba Yisera Nodas Lahem. It's even more wonderful and even greater. Shenikru Banim Lamakom. Not only that we are, but we know about it. Shenemar Banim Atem Lashem Alokechem. That we know about it. The first is that we have it. The second is that we know about it. What is the emphasis that we know about it? He quotes fascinating Marshall as he classically gives. He says, um, from, let's start at line 16. Let's go to. Ach yeshna odarga. Chaviven Yisro shenikru banam lamakom. Nitzayel la'atzveinu as ben ha-melech. Shenizkak laviv ha-melech. Imagine a, a prince who needs the king. Ach lo yodeh, hu lo yodeh shu b'no shal ha-melech. Right, imagine, everybody's online to get things from the king, and the child also needs, there's 50 people online. Right, imagine, sometimes you go to a Rebbe to get a bracha, and you go there and you have to wait all day. You have a connection, you pay the guys, and now you have to pay. What if the son of the Rebbe goes there? Is he going to have to wait online? He goes straight in. It's such a long line. There's thousands of people online. And this child is 3,217. If, if he would realize who he is, he would just walk in. He's the child. They would tell him, you're a fool. Skip the line. You don't have to wait online. What are you waiting for? Your family. 
Tikanis Abba Cheder Hamelech Tikmos Vitikra Abba Abba I need something. Banim Atem Lashem Alokechem. That's us. We don't have to go through any intermediary to speak to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We are direct. As we mentioned last week, maybe we're even more direct than Eretz Yisrael. As we mentioned, the difference between the second and the third, the first and the second bracha. But at least all Jew, any Jew, wherever he is in the world, right, we are banim atem la'ashem alokeichem. We have to realize that it's avash in badavar, a love for a father to a child and a child to a father. And that's what the message is that we have to realize. We could cut the line three times a day. We get to speak directly to the CEO of the world regarding anything and everything. And we have to make sure that we capitalize on the opportunity. Okay. Two more ideas. Two more ideas for uh, this week's year. First is a halachic discussion, which has hashkafic ideas as well, but a chashuke chemed. Rav Zilberstein, as we know, in his classic svarim on Shas, Talks about different halachic uh, elements. So we know in this week's parasha we have the mitzvah of staka. Mitzvah of staka, as we continue later on in Perak Tezvav, Pasik Ches, the Pasik tells us, lo si, lo, first we have the Losases, Losa Ametes Lavavcha, Volosikmo says, Yatrami Achicho Havyon, don't close up your heart, don't close up your hand, Kipasoach Tiftach and Yatralo, open up! Open up your hand, and give him everything that is that he is missing. You know you have to make sure. He Be careful. Maybe you'll say. Actually, we should read this because it's it's right now. Lamaisa. Maybe you'll think in your heart. I'm not gonna. I shouldn't give him a loan right now. It's talking about the last week before shemitah ends. Because when does shemitah's ksafim kick in? At the end of shemitah. So right now, a person asks you for a loan, you might say, oh, and it's going to be terrible, I'm not, never going to get paid back. We have to give staka. We have to give staka, the mucker for, for staka. So just a uh, shayla that is, uh, can be asked at the Shabbos table, and let's see what he says about it. Here's the story. The Beit Cholim Misuyam, in a certain hospital, there was always a hagrala. There was a raffle every day between the women who just had babies. There was a raffle for a new stroller. That's what it was. That was the deal. The hospital, you know, wanted, I guess, women to try to get their, uh, have their babies in that hospital. So they had a beautiful baby new stroller every day they had the raffle. One day, a woman won. She was very excited. Right when they came and told her she won, she says, That's great, but yesterday, I just got a, I, I got a new stroller. So I don't need it. Give it to another Yoledes. Kedesha od Yoledes Tehene. Fine. Hapkida his birala shi yichola gamlam karsagala. Tame revacha kaspi is yours. You could sell it. You could sell it. Kimadurat hagurali nerakhlan is kakim. Well, I mean, Yoledes, she said, no, it's okay. Give it to somebody else. So they did another lottery. Vezach sabagala Yoledes acheres. And another woman won. But before. They gave the second woman the stroller. Before they told the second woman she won, the Oledas Rishona has charata. She has second thoughts. No, I want the stroller. She didn't realize it could be so easy to sell. So she, she wants it back. And you know what they said? Fine. They gave it to her. Because she really won. What's it? The, the hospital doesn't care. So before they told the second woman, they gave it to her. 
Fine, Ulam, Misha Shamar Rishona, Shakfar Spika. But then she hears that they already did another Hagrawa. Another woman won already? So now she's not sure, am I allowed to take it back? Maybe this is like a neder, I'm no this to somebody else who needs it. Or another element, her husband wasn't even involved here. Maybe your husband has a has a say. But the first woman is the one who's in charge of all the money in the house. So, is the fact that halachically, does that play a role? But she's in charge of the money. Did she give it already? Did she not give it already? This is the Shiloh. So, as post-game, we have to figure out what's going on here. Can she keep the stroller? That's the Shiloh. So, Tshuva, says the Chashuki Chemet, says Rav Zilberstein, right when she said, I'm giving it to somebody who needs it, that's a nether shal mitzvah. And you can't be choser. If somebody promises to give money to the shul, they have to give money to the shul. Thinking about it is one thing, but saying it, expressing it, right? Right when she said that, the hospital was zoche on behalf of any the people who need it. And they can't, and she can't be Choserispa. And even though, Vi'afa P line 23, and even though we usually have that principle, but Lamaisa, if the woman is in charge of the credit card, or the woman is in charge of all of the, there's always one person, one cup, one person, in, one member in the couple that's always better at money, the money issue. So if she's the one, so then she's the one. She's the no sas, the no tennis, And he goes through, continuing that uh, she cannot uh, keep it and she has to give it. Also, the next line, uh, and they turn the page, the next paragraph, maybe you can't even say that principle applies because she was never a conant. If she has something, fine, but here she never got it. Right when they told her about it, she said no. So maybe she prevented it from coming into her rishus. So that's another element. Either way, Lamaisa he says v'tzarach in at the end, but he's noted to say that there was a neder shel mitzvah, and therefore it is a uh, stroller that was given fitzaka, and she cannot be zochit. She has to give it back to the woman who won the second time. If that woman also doesn't need it, then that's a question. Could it go back to the first woman? Okay. Anyway, let's continue. Says last. Thought. And we'll end off with a maharal. A maharal, we know the end of Parshas Re'eh is the laning for a yantif. The three Parshas of Moadim in the Torah, Emor, Pinchas, and Re'eh. This is the third one. We start off with Kol HaBachar is really the laning, but on a laning day, sometimes we start off even with Aser to Aser, Shishi, not even uh, even before Shishi, Chamishi, Aser to Aser, Azarecha, Tithe your Tivua. Maisris. Isn't it interesting that the number 10 and the number 5, say the Maharal, comes up in the world of Staka? 10 comes up. Maiser, Trumas Maiser. 10 comes up where there is a number. 5 also comes up. Hamavazvez, Ayavazvez, Yosemi Chomesh. Right? So 5 also comes up. Why 10 and why 5? This is classic Maharal. Every number has something unique and special about it. But the Maharal says that when it comes to 5 and 10, 
it's also something special and unique. So let's talk about 10. Let's talk about 10. Lines. Again, this is the uh, uh, Sefer of the Maharal Torah, where there was an author that just put together the Maharal's Torah uh, on each parsha. Ubechei Naschil, line 7, Kodem Me'asifra Eser. HaTorah Omeres, it's a little light, so I'll uh, read it. HaAsiri Yekodesh. Right, we know by Meiser, put in Meiser Behema, you put him through the fence, the 10th one, the 10th is Kodesh. Kadosh says the Maharal, who bitui davar ruchani hamuvdalu mufrash mehavle hachulin asovimoso. Kadosh means separate. Kadosh means different, and that's the number ten. If you think about the number ten, it's the first one that's double digits, right? It's the first not digits that cannot exist alone. There's a one and a zero. Ten is different. Ten is already a different category. Just like that tenth animal is in a different category. Just like you have to give the tenth of whatever you're giving, I have to give the tenth to the levy. The levy has to take then a tenth and give that to the Kohen. Right? Chumas Meiser. Kazu he gama sifraser. He moved delas bisharchavrosel asafrus. Shame nechshavos kol achas ki yechide bifneatzma. The ofeches osam la aguda vachativa achat. Ten brings it. It's a different, but it it brings it all together. Shad achshav heim hayu sifros bodedos. Before this, it was only singular single numerals. Achshav shenos vahayasrei mafchol yechidat asrot. A different category. Now you're in the tens. And if you have another one, you're in the hundreds, right? Each one adds on them. And that's the animal. The animal, that's number 10, and you give it to the Kohen, who himself is different and special and unique. That is 10. And why 10 is there? Well, it comes to Tzaka. Certain Tzaka's are the Maestros. Why is it called Aser to Aser? And even the, the Minhag Tov of, of being Maes, of Maestro Ksafim, it all has to do with 10. What about 5? What's special about five? Hamavazves. What does five symbolize? So he says, you turn over the page. Source number 15. Hasifra chamesh higam sifra nivdeles ach betsura shoneme haeser. Five is also different. Why? Imnitsayer. Chamisha nekudos. If you have five points. Arba ba'arba pinos v'chamishas ba'emsa. Imagine a square. Each point on the corner of the square is connected to its opposite, to its parallel. They are all, so to speak, held in place by the rest of the structure. Each corner can be seen from the vantage point and perspective of the one opposite it. So those four are kind of stationary and fixed. But then you have the fifth midpoint. That's free. That's flexible. The fifth is in the middle. Arbaza nakudos hapintios, the corner points, he mukuvaos limikomoseyam hamugdarim. They're fixed. Osam arba he mugbalim umutsum tsamim lumakomoseyam. Unlike the fifth, which is not mugbal, it's floating around. It's in the middle. Kind of like, says the Maharaj, if you think about the letter He. The letter He is a dalid with then a free point. The dalid symbolizes four, and then the free leg is that fifth element, and that's what makes the dalit, which is four, into a hay. Yotzei efro. So what is five, that number symbolize? It symbolizes what's fixed, and it symbolizes what's flexible. It symbolizes that we have certain things that are kavua, the shiluv, the balance, and the interface between what is fixed and what is 
uh, in our power in the world of Tzedakah specifically, says the Maharal. We have to realize what HaKadosh Baruch Hu fixes for us and what is in our power to do with it what we have Bechira to do to give it. But really one can generalize this at the end and suggest that this is about our life too. We all have certain fixed elements and we all have that middle element, that point that is flexible, that is movable. And the bracha, that the greatest bracha a person can have is to realize, as the saying goes, right, to accept everything that is out of my control. As fixed, hakobide shemayim, but realize, chutz miyirat shemayim, what I can control, that fifth point, the leg of the hay, right, which the world, the, the olam was nivra, biyud and a hay, right, yud and hay, olam azeh, olam abba, we have to realize everything that's in our control and do what we can with it within the confines of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has fixed for us. Okay, we'll stop here. Hashem, next year will be in two weeks uh, from Kiseitze, uh, from Beit Shemesh, but Hashem, everybody can enjoy uh, Shoftim on the, on the archives. Okay, we'll stop here.